Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to the StuPod live from Nashville at the winter meetings. Mike Oz here with Chris Swick. And this is the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. We're doing a few special ones this week from Nashville for the winter meetings. And I'm uh, very pleased right now to have baseball agent, sports agent, John Boggs from JBA Sports, who is going to give us, I think, a different take on some of the baseball stuff we've been talking about. We had Dave Stewart on the podcast last week to talk about how the winter meetings go down from a GM perspective. And I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit more about an agent. So uh, happy to have John here with us. Uh, John, first off, uh, let's, let's talk business. What players are you out here working with? Who are you Who are you shopping around? What, what, what's going on out here in well, Nashville? Uh, the two major league players I have are Kyle Kendrick and Shane Victorino. And then obviously we have some minor league players that are free agents. They might be guys that really are considered later on in the process. So the winter meetings really is a chance to try to catch up with some GMs, find out exactly uh, where they're at, and uh, see if there's a fit for the players that we have available. Okay, so I guess getting more into that a little bit, what would be a typical date for you? What What has your day been so far? What was it yesterday? Just got in yesterday. had a couple meetings when we got into the town. And uh, really what you try to do if you're efficient, uh, you try to set up some meetings with some teams uh, prior to even getting here. But usually the response you get is, let's get here and figure it out because everything is so fluid here that really a lot of the time you're dialing up to 30 teams, seeing what their level of uh, availability is, and then trying to you know meet them. Now, you're at the Opryland Hotel, so uh, trying to find people here is like a needle in the haystack. I mean, you bump into people, it's almost like a gift. But uh, half the time you're trying to organize a meeting at a hotel suite somewhere, and then the main thing is trying to figure out where that suite is and what, you know, uh, division of this hotel and then getting there somewhat on time and hopefully having somewhat of a successful meeting. Are you, are you doing other things on behalf of your players and that you rep um, you know other players who aren't free agents let's say is there business right. here for them in terms of there's a plethora of other things uh, happening? There's, there's a million things to do uh, you you know are here to do equipment deals so you meet with all the equipment companies you find out exactly what is uh, new in their line of products uh, you might have some issues that you need to talk to certain reps with on, on those company at, at, with those companies, and with that, you just try to uh, sit down with them. And it's always great to have face to face. We're in such a technological world that everything is text and email, and to actually sit down and have a conversation sometimes breaks the ice on some issues, and sometimes addresses issues that uh, you haven't been, you know, able to, you know, get a resolution to vis a vis. The tech uh, industry that you know we deal with on a daily basis, but there's plenty of stuff to do. There's baseball card uh, deals, and the card companies are here, so you're constantly trying to uh, you know pitch your clients and see if they can get them in certain products that they're uh, that they have or re-upping contracts. So uh, you're busy the moment you uh, arrive to the moment you leave, and you're probably even busier as you leave trying to collect all your thoughts of what's transpired over the last seven days. So you're trying to combat, compact a lot of things. The best way I describe it is you don't even look at clocks. Uh, you just basically <laughs> realize, oh my God, uh, it's three o'clock, I haven't had lunch, but that's now uh, running right into my dinner meetings. So, okay, let's forget about it, we'll just have dinner. So meals and timely meals are uh, probably not gonna happen at the winter meetings. And sleep sometimes. Yeah, sleep, <laughs> you can forget about that. 
That and standing up, you probably lose about two inches of height by the time you're done. So earlier you were talking about reaching out to teams, setting up meetings. I'm wondering what percentage of the meetings you have are initiated by you? Is it Will a team sometimes just call you and be like, hey, I'm interested in X player that you represent? How? What's that dynamic like? A lot depends on the player. Okay. If you have a very good player, you're basically fielding a lot of calls. If you have a player that's had a down year or a player that uh, you know isn't as prominent as the others on the free agent lists out there, you're doing most of the dialing. But either way, it's always productive because you're pitching uh, your, your individual player and sometimes you get the attention of a team and then you have a chance to sell that particular player. Or something happens during the meetings that also creates an opportunity for the player that you didn't have before you even landed in the city for the winter meetings. So much is done over the phone, though, that more and more now you see things being accomplished before the winter meetings. And then the winter meetings really is a conduit to kind of add additional PR to that basic transaction or, uh, you know, closing the loop on the deal finally and just putting the finishing, uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's. But... Uh, it varies, and it really it, it really is predicated on the player that you represent. How much are you paying attention to things that don't necessarily involve an active player that you have, but the team that he's on? So, Cole Hamels, let's say. Like, how much are you just keeping an ear on what the Rangers are doing? Or is that like, I don't even have time for that stuff? That's generally something that comes to you. It usually is whether somebody texted you or a big deal went down, and in some way affects your player, but sometimes too, it's such a uh, blur that you might think about it and react to it when you collapse in your bedroom and you got uh, either ESPN on or MLB channel and you go, oh really, that happened while you're running around doing a lot of things. When you get here, it's a focus that you have, it's a job that you have to basically, uh, how should I say it, uh, just with laser precision zero in on and then the other things will happen in the normal course of the day or what have you uh, where you react to it but it isn't generally something that you're really looking to say hey, I wonder what the you know in Cole's case the Rangers did today uh, if it's news you'll get the news but and you'll get it especially if your players traded and you didn't realize <laughs> it so but you probably have a heads up at some point because you either talk to the club or the player in the midst of uh, just uh the normal course of business. And if not, then there's the media, right? Oh, the media is <laughs> amazing. That's our next chapter. I wanted to talk In about fact, that a little bit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They're usually, the media, as far as I'm concerned, they're the ones that really produce a lot of the advanced uh, things that are happening in the game. I mean, somebody will call you and, uh, you know, uh, float something or a story. I heard this uh, team's interested, I heard that team's interested. And inevitably, if you haven't heard a thing about it, you have to go vet it out and find out if it's truth or fiction. All right, so I guess I want to get into more of a specific scenario involving, like... Well, I think we should preface all of the next stuff by saying, like, we're not insiders, we're not, you know, we're, well, that's not us, we're not the newsbreakers. Mm-hmm. So, right. Uh, yeah, well, no, yeah, okay, so... It's not our world, necessarily. Let's say you're negotiating with a club, but a deal is not finalized. And that news gets leaked. How does that impact you I guess what's what's your first response are you angry that that's getting out there or does it not really impact what you're working on 
eventually it doesn't, but the minute you get complacent with something like that, the player flunks the physical and you're just in the process of uh, regurgitating something that you've just swallowed. So it's just, uh, it's not comfortable. I don't like to really comment on it. At some point, if you have a good relationship with a certain member of the media, you might be able to say it looks good, but we still have to, you know, uh, really kind of close it, which they, they understand. They know that there's a physical involved. So in this day and age, they don't really care, though. As long as they got the team and maybe some of the, uh, the information on the particular contract, they'll run with it. And that's why sometimes you say X team is coming to a deal with X player. Well, you look at that, but it's never really, how should I say, formalized or memorialized until you get a call and you hear that that individual player has passed a physical. Now, no deal is official until that happens. So you can say happy days are here again and everything is wonderful. And I think we learned all that from the draft a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, with Brady Aiken, and uh, you think, okay, you got a deal done, and it's a very lucrative deal, only to find out that the physical uh, wasn't passed, and then you have a media night, a media nightmare. Then, okay, how much does that part of the process, in terms of people texting you, media people texting you, asking you this, asking you that, how much does that play into the schedule of days you talk about, where you're like, uh, just phone stop buzzing or I'm just not even going to pay attention to you because I need to worry about this like how does how does that affect your your day well Mike in that regard if you're focused on something that phone can buzz from now until the end of time because these guys are going to get their information whether it's from you or what other sources they have they'll eventually try to get uh, you know a solid confirmation one way or the other and if you're off in another direction because you've got another player you're dealing with that will take care of itself. As I said before, you develop relationships. It's the human condition that some guys you're going to take care of because they've been very respectful. And you give them what you can without basically, how should I say, compromising on the whole situation. And a lot of times, you just basically just can't pay attention because they're just going to get it and they're going to do their job. Obviously, you're going to either make it easy for them or they're going to have to make another call and maybe another call, and they eventually will get that information. It just seems like there's so many more people nowadays that, oh, that, that you know, as opposed to listen, when it was five guys, you know. <laughs> I remember pay phones for crying out loud. You know, I mean, uh, this is a different world. And uh, I remember in one negotiation I had, I thought the room was bugged because I was on my iPad and the MLB Rumors uh, was basically talking about the same subjects we were talking about as it was going on. And I was absolutely amazed, but it's just another indication of how advanced things are and uh, how quick news gets to the forefront. You just have to be careful and make sure it's accurate. I guess, so, I mean, a part of that, on, on the one side, all this stuff is getting out immediately, and but on your side, I, I would imagine there are plenty of benefits to having all the technology we have now oh, yeah. is like just as far just making your job easier or more efficient or exactly I mean you really don't even have to have an office you can operate from your cell phone and the communication is critical and it's just a question of making that communication work for you and uh, sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but you know you have to basically uh, use it to your advantage and it can be used to your advantage so it's everything else with this kind of Technology is a double-edged sword.
sometimes you wish the news wouldn't get out that fast, and sometimes you're grateful because it does come out rapid fire. It's a completely different subject, but uh, you also rep a lot of managers. Yes. Uh, Dave Roberts, you know, one of the guys who's in the news a lot right now, just heard him talk at the Dodgers uh, presser, very well-spoken guy, uh, nice personality. How is it different repping managers versus repping players? Like, how, how is your job different? It's a different animal. Uh, you know, representing managers, you're really representing somebody that's in the front office. So I don't think they're, uh, you know, it's like uh, over-enthused over the fact that, uh, you know, someone in their organization, uh, in their management has an agent. But you try to be as diplomatic as possible. You also have to be knowledgeable of the fact that, you know, hey, there's 30 of these jobs. Uh, if you, you have the, the luck of uh, one of your former players uh, being named manager, uh, you have to realize, too, that there's such a thing as the initial contract where there is uh, just so much you can do with it, and then there is the extension. And so if, you're, you're, uh, if your guy is lucky enough to get an extension, then I think that's when really a lot more of the negotiation comes into play because at that point he's got a product uh, or a track record that can be leveraged at least where you can, you know, have the pros and cons in front of you and uh, you can negotiate a lot better. But the initial contracts are just trying to make sure that you're thorough to make sure that there's a level of fairness there and your guy isn't at the bottom of the rung and he should be at least uh, compared to this team or that team based on marketplace and uh, experience. Uh, okay, so yeah, okay, so you'd mentioned the initial contract. I, I'm not sure how to phrase this exactly, but is there a difference or I guess I would say it seems like there's a lot more risk in negotiating for a manager because they're so often the fall guy if things go bad and so oh. you kind of know like three years down the road, I feel like there's maybe more uncertainty than there would be with a player. Is that, sure. is that the case? No, I mean, that's, that is the case. But again, there's not much you can do. As I said, you know, there's a, be a long line uh, if indeed you said, you know, I don't like this provision. I'm going to, you know, do what? You know, pick up your ball and leave? No. You, you want the challenge. You're a competitive individual. That's why you have the challenge. So that's where it becomes somewhat difficult because... There's that old saying, you're hired to be fired, you know, and uh, you can't fire a whole team. So if you're unlucky enough to be strapped with a team that really has a lot of challenges, you really are in a position where, yes, the, the, uh, the hatchet might fall on you at the end of the day, but uh, you hope it doesn't, and you hope that you can have those kind of communication skills that you get players to play for you. Because that's a lot of, the, you know, a lot of it is strategy, a lot of it is your baseball acumen, but, you know, a lot of it, too, is how you interact with people and how you get those individual people to play the game of baseball for you in the best way possible, meaning do you control the clubhouse or do other people control the clubhouse? That's the main, I think, sense that most teams really want is somebody in there to be a leader, and uh, a leader would mean that you need some followers, so that would hopefully be the players. Hey, well, John, uh, you've given us 15 minutes of your time, which I think is wonderful, especially considering how busy this week is for you. We, 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 you've told us about it, so I appreciate it. Hope everyone enjoyed the, the talk and uh, enjoyed the podcast. So thank you for, for stopping by. Uh, good luck this time in Nashville. Enjoy the beautiful, spacious, uh, confusing the land. Oh, land. Well, I thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, and I just 
hope everybody, everybody finds their room here in Opryland because yes. uh, it's not an easy thing to do. Thanks very much. Thanks, John.